It's time for the music. So, Kit. Yeah. Um, this is episode 11. Yeah. As of the recording of episode 11, <laughs> I have yet to publish episode 10. Welcome to Two Pans in a Pod, where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> the episodes don't matter. Uh, plus, I mean, we actually did this practically a week apart. Yeah. Which we hadn't done in a month and a half before no. that. Yeah. So we're doing good. So our listeners will get two episodes, two episodes for the price of one. One takes place before the holidays. One takes place immediately after the holidays. Welcome to episode 11 of Two Pans and a Pod. This is my co-host, Kit. They use they, them pronouns. Yo, this is my co-host, Dave, who also uses they, them pronouns. <laughs> and just also hasn't done any uh, podcast publishing in a week and a half. You know what? It's the holidays. I think everyone's, even the last podcast boys are on vacation right now. There you go. So. See? We're ahead of the... Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What? Marcus? Yeah. What are you going to do? What? Travis? Come on. Uh, bring, bring it to the... St- I don't know how to talk tough. Fuck bring, you guys. Bring, bring it to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Let's throw hands, man. Man. Dude. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. I also haven't talked shit about Joe Rogan in a while. So, hey, Joe. Hey, fuck Joe Rogan. You suck. <laughs> All right. Hello. Welcome to Two welcome. Pants in a Pod. It's fine. We're this, just... is, this is the starting wars with other podcasts <laughs> episode. Oh, I don't want. I, I'll do it. I don't have time to have a war with him. I do. I don't have the energy. You do, don't I you? I do. I would you build do. a whole career off oh of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll just sit back and watch. Can I just have popcorn and just... <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Artisanal popcorn alongside the Jovi kit. Ooh, ooh. Um, I discovered something that is amazing on homemade popcorn. If you're a person who pops their own popcorn, um, there is a um, Schilling or McCormick or one of those spice companies. They make a maple bacon seasoning. Oh my God. And you throw that into your popcorn. Ooh. Hi, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. My. I highly suggest as a snack. My rapidly expanding waistline. <laughs> oh, I've, I've been eating like a fool for the last couple weeks. It's that time of year. Just an idiot. We're all trying to hibernate. <laughs> it's had, dark and cold. I had trifle, like trifle. English trifle. Oh, is that like a pudding? It's so it's it's like. Cake with sherry in it. Okay. It's a nice vanilla cake with sherry, so lovely and rich, uh, with uh, custard, fresh fruit, jam, whipped oh, cream. Yeah. And it, you do it in layers, kind of mm-hmm. like a lasagna, but it's dessert. Kind of like a lasagna, a lot like a lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> but no <laughs> but, noodles. But no noodles and a lot of whipped cream and custard. That's so fun. You it know, was so good. The guys from Epic Mealtime like, kind of pioneered like the new way to be doing that, but I feel like humans have just been piling shit on shit for <laughs> centuries now. So here's the deal. I had uh, Rumi Steph actually put it together. I prepared all the ingredients, the, the custard and everything, and had her assemble it. She's like, I don't know how to put together a trifle. I've never even seen it. I don't know what it's supposed to look like. I'm like, you can't fuck this up. <laughs> I have given you all the ingredients, slop them together in a bowl, and you got yourself a dessert. And <laughs> it was there wonderful. That's awesome. <laughs> But we had, yeah, we had like roomy Christmas. Mm, so I prepared. Nice. Um, Patrick is not so much a, a kitchen in the like working. He knows how to heat up soup, you know, and cool. eat, eat cereal. So he won't starve. Uh, yes, that's true. 
Um, but he uh, basically funded the meal. <laughs> He's like, here's money to go get food with. Please, please do. And I said, perfect. You have just like worked your way out of having to do any kitchen work at all. That's great. That's yeah. a great way to do things, I think. <laughs> you know, like play to each other's strengths. Somebody can bankroll it. Somebody does all the chopping of the fruits and veggies or whatever right. is needed, the mixings. And then somebody makes it. Yeah. It was super simple, too. We did a, like a spiral ham and uh, roasted potatoes, roasted uh, cauliflower, not that, 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 roasted Brussels sprouts, oh, I was and say, asparagus. I that, that, that. How do you yeah. spell that? No, it's it's that Dave from? not being able to talk. It's all good. It's uh, yes, it's almost seven o'clock at night. So welcome <laughs> it's been to a day. <laughs> two pans in a pod late at night. I haven't taken any mushrooms yet, so that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Great. It's not one of these days we'll do that podcast. <laughs> just like I've always wanted to do like, you know, drunk Shakespeare. Absolutely. Where like the you know, you pick a random person to be drunk every night. Um, yes. except that alcohol gives me migraines and so I would have to be stoned. Yes. But I mean, either way. Trip, yeah, tripping balls Shakespeare. Just tripping balls. <laughs> There's gotta be a good like joke in there somewhere some kind of shakespearean pun <laughs> do i trip my balls at thee sir <laughs> i trip my balls but not at thee sir <laughs> do you quarrel sir <laughs> god that's that's my only that's my only shakespeare line that i know how's that other that's... than the the what light beyond yon window breaks? Oh sure, I do that to my, <laughs> I do that to my store manager every time he like peeks his head over the mezzanine because we have like a mez in the location <laughs> I work at, and I just can't help myself. I feel like I need to monologue at him. <laughs> so, Perfect. you know, you, you have a soliloquy prepared, but soft. Yes, <laughs> I know more Shakespeare than I. I feel like the Shakespeare that I know takes up valuable room in my brain for other things. <laughs> but I don't know how you got there. I, uh, it's not knows? like you were raised in theater. No, or it's not like I'm, you know, a theater offspring <laughs> or a trunk baby, as trunk my baby. my mom calls it. <laughs> I'm so glad that ended in a K and not a P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also that trunk. 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 Costume trunk baby. If we'd said the other word, that would have had to go in the, the trigger warnings. Yes. Beep. <laughs> we don't say that word we here. We do not. <laughs> But speaking of that, we'll probably put substance use again. God, we're always talking about it. I feel like at a certain point, it's just something our listeners should be expecting from You should know. Y'all should know. Also, if you're new here, why are you starting with episode 11? Right, this is true. This is not the strongest episode to start on. No, it's going to be 10. We're going to tell people, hey, you want a good episode to go back and start on? Start on 10. Start on 10. We we hit our stride on 10. Yeah. Start on those even multiples of 10. Right. It's kind of like Star Trek. We don't talk about the even or the odd numbered Star Treks. We don't talk about the odd numbered episodes here. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's um, last podcast that the first 30 episodes they ever did are just straight up gone. Like, are they really? They were so bad, I guess, down. that they just, yeah, they took them down. Oh, no. I'm going to leave every episode up forever. Good. Yeah. I, I feel like you just need to get to know how we evolved this. Yeah. So, in the day when we're actually winning a Peabody for mm. our work. Mm hmm. Like, I don't think know. Is the that a podcast academy? Thing? I don't know what a Peabody is. I don't know. Is. Yeah. I think that's Journalism? a book thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we can get it for a podcast. I anyway. want an EGOT, <laughs> an EGOT, but for podcasting. <laughs> for podcasting. I don't even think there's an a uh, uh, award. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Award. <laughs> well, I'm going to make one. Right? I'm we should make do my it. Own. The potties. Oh, no. 
Okay, so Dave is not in charge of the naming commission. This is how. This is why you ended up naming our. Every time I tell people the name of our podcast, they're like, "Oh my god, so clever, so amazing." I'm like, I had nothing to do with it. That I didn't either. That was I Chase. Know, that was Chase. That was that was my partner. He just blurted it out. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you could call it Two Pans and a Pot." I was like. Well, so that's the Fuck name. Fuck you. you. That's so good. And then you told me, and I'm like, well, I, yeah, that's well, the name shit. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Guess that's what we're doing now. Yep. No, I know. People say the same thing to me, and I'm like, I didn't name it. <laughs> Neither of us named no. it. No. <laughs> Thank you, Chase. Thanks, Chase. And we're going to eventually have to pay him for that, aren't we? Also, hi to my in-laws if you're listening to this. It came up on Christmas that Did we it? have a podcast now. Okay. So. so they might be listening. They might be be listening yes welcome to two pans in a pod where the rules are made up and the points don't matter exactly <laughs> so catching up yeah catch up corner ba, ba, da, ba. Ew. how was your holiday uh good it was <laughs> oh. good um so we talked a little bit last time also known as like five minutes ago for right. some of our listeners yeah, who yeah. were just jumping straight <laughs> we pu- from we published both episodes at the same on the time. same day yeah. so um but yeah it was Oh, God, what did we do? Christmas Eve, I worked. Um, and finally, half an hour after I was supposed to clock out, when my boss kept finding things he wanted me to fix, I was like, you know, it's Christmas. I would like to go home and be with my family now. Goodbye. Perfect. Uh, so I left. Um, <laughs> but Christmas Day, um, my father sent me a very inflammatory text message mm-hmm. like pretty early in the day. Uh, because I hadn't called him yet. It was noon. I was finishing my first cup of coffee. Wow. Um, yeah. And he sent me a, a, like a very baiting text message. Um, and I thought about not responding. And I had a whole conversation with the imaginary therapist that lives in the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. I have that one. Too. Um, right. And so like mine is a facsimile of my real therapist and like talks in her voice. And so we're having like this whole conversation about, you know, like, what would you want out of this interaction? And like kind of all these things. Um, And so finally I wrote back and I told him that he was being manipulative. Dun, dun, Yeah, that if he wanted to talk, I wasn't going to talk to him if it was a result of something like that. And then he was like, well, I don't want to talk. And I'm like, okay, so I haven't talked to him. Um, So then that night we had dinner with Chase's parents. I love that you (laughs) uh, set a good boundary. Yeah. A healthy boundary for you. So I've been in therapy for a, almost a year and a half now, mm-hmm. largely over my relationship with my father and like kind of parsing out a lot of that trauma and a lot of that damage. And um, one of the big things that we've been focused on is drawing boundaries. And so as a result, I've really distanced myself from my dad while I'm sorting all this out. And he spent a number of years also not speaking to his parents. Um, okay. But, you know, of course, it's different when it's us and I'm the bad guy. But either way, um, I'm sorting through a bunch of stuff, learning how to draw these boundaries and learning how to ensure that I have a healthy relationship with the people in my life, even if they don't want that relationship to be healthy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay. Um, that's been a lot of work over the last year and a half. Uh, and I think it's part of why I'm tired all the time and it's getting better as I learn those boundaries, but 
The work is exhausting. It really is. The reward is so worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, self-discovery and 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 correcting your own course and then learning to draw lines in the sand around other people so that you're not also being codependent. Yep. hi yeah. mm, That's a word everyone hates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I have used the pandemic, um, as time to reflect on the people in my life and to aggressively cut out toxic influences from my life. I've been running around with a pair of garden shears, just (laughs) so, um, my hedge garden is lovely. We no longer have mites. The topiary is amazing. Exactly. It's exactly like the one in the shining. It will come after you. Um, but yeah, that's been that's been the biggest benefit of the pandemic, I think, for me, has been the ability to take a big step back and go, oh, no, and just kick people out of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, so healthy. And that night we had dinner with Chase's parents, with his uh, dad and stepmom and brother. And I was super anxious in yeah. the lead up to it. And I was like, I don't want to go. I've been really struggling with anxiety this season. And it got to the point where I probably wasn't going to go, um, but I woke up feeling okay that day. My father didn't throw me off too much, so I ended up going, and I'm glad that I went. We had a really good time. It was really nice. Um, I got to pet a bunch of dogs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always... I just sit in the corner and pet dogs. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really nice, and they... I told them about this podcast and I gave um, Chase's stepmom a thing of perfume samples for Christmas and she was really stoked. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm I'm really glad that went well for you. Thank you. Especially after the morning with your dad. I'm I'm glad you had a good end to Mm -hmm. the day and, and you were in a place where you ultimately felt safe and welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, they're definitely making an effort to use my pronouns, which is super nice to see. Um, I wasn't planning to be out to that side of the family until it was absolutely necessary. Um, And then we were at, I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving dinner or somebody's birthday. It was some event. And one of the parents like made a joke about they, them pronouns. I can't remember even which one it was. And then Chase's dad goes, Kit, what do you think about the whole they, them thing? And Chase and I locked eyes and I was like, well, funny you should ask. Wow. And we ended up having a whole like gender 101 discussion, but it went really well. Um, I I will appreciate people who maybe haven't had that in their realm. They kind of be, they can be uncomfortable with it Mm -hmm. as long as they are open enough to try to learn about it. Exactly. I am a big, I, I dislike, um, willful ignorance. Yes. Like when you choose to remain ignorant on a subject, no, we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. And that's, they've been super respectful. Um, I only got misgendered once the whole night, which I misgendered myself this weekend. (laughs) I was so mad. (laughs) I finally stopped doing that, but it did happen for a long time after I switched to they, them exclusively. I I did the Homer dope right afterwards too. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Chase used to correct me and we had to have a conversation about like, don't correct me because I promise I heard it. And I'm you, also You mentioned that in like episode one. Yeah. Like, and I thought of you the moment I did it. It was like, oh, I'm so glad nobody else was here to hear this because it was just out loud to myself. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking to my cat and I misgendered myself. That's 
we're doing that right now with we've, we've changed my title in the house because previously I was mom. That yeah. was what the pets called me. Uh-huh. Um, now I am Zaz or Zaza or Jaja if the pets are feeling very fancy. Very French. Yes. So um, we're switching to Zaz or to Zaza. And um, we both slip up. Chase and I both slip up, mm-hmm. which is to say that the pets slip up in their funny voices. And so we're trying to be mindful to actually make the transition instead of saying, oh, let's use this instead and then not using it. Yeah. So um, I have I have loved the fact that I am still Uncle Davy mm-hmm. to my nibblings and that I am Papa to my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever change those. Mm-hmm. Um even even using they them pronouns, those are uh, titles that make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Good. I got a Papa mug too, by the way. Oh, for Christmas. The, yep, from the Aww, grandbabies. Oh, cute. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was fun. Good. But um, again, I was with family that where I felt safe and welcome and accepted. Mm-hmm. My grandbabies also in the mug was a. They wanted to get Papa a new eyeshadow palette. <laughs> But they didn't know what kind to get or what colors I had already. So they got me a Sephora gift card so I could go pick it out. And I did that yesterday. And you are sitting I here with wearing a lovely, today. lovely palette. And I couldn't, let's see, I cannot tell you the name of the palette. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It was like Violet Voss was the creator. And I think the palette was called CSEAU later. Okay. There you go. Cool. Uh, but yes, thank you to Anthony at Sephora who helped me pick out my palette. Shout out to Anthony. I love Anthony. <laughs> um, Anthony and I did drag together once. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, you know what? I think I actually know Anthony. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful nails when I got there oh, yesterday. Gosh, oh, I was always, so jealous. Every time I see Anthony, I'm like, why are you so fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> like, just instant. A gender envy, presentation envy. Yes, I'm not even sure what it is. Yeah. Just envy. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like ooh, can, damn. Yeah. 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 They are everything. Yes. Big shout out to Anthony. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Brave Dave. Brave Dave. Who yes. Communicated and said that um, they were super excited about the upcoming perfume episode. Right? Which is this episode. Which is this episode. Hello. I happened to mention that in a live, and they mentioned that they had listened to the podcast. He, sorry. Dave, I know you have he, him pronouns. Perfect. Um, I just automatically slip into they mode Mm -hmm. these days. And if I don't know, I default to they. Yeah. Um, But Dave, thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being excited about the upcoming podcast. And more than anything, thank you for being such a a very dear friend on that app. I have a few mutual friends um, that I've gotten to know really well. It's weird because I think these are people I've never met in person. Mm Mm-hmm. But he did a fill-in thing for me when I was off. I did a fill-in thing for him when he was off. Yeah. Awesome. So Brave Dave. A, if you don't follow Brave Dave, um, especially if you're a parent, he's got a lot of good parenting, ADHD content, just just a general beautiful person. Awesome. Go check him out. Go check him out. So thank you for listening. So... um, We've been doing Ketchup Corner. Ketchup Corner. We, you said we needed a sub-segment? Yes. Let's do Kitten Corner. Kitten Corner. Or Cotchen Corner. Cot, cot, I like Kitten Corner. Cotchen. That's, that's what we call our baby. Oh, Cotchen. We have, we have our hairless baby, and we call him Cotchen, and we baby talk to him in German. I oh, don't know why. Wow. I don't okay. know why. That's it just started one ambitious. day. Ambitious. I, I, I don't know. How do you make German sound cute? Mein Katchen. Ich habe ein Katchen. It's, he likes it. It's very, it's still very aggressive, though. 
No, it's not. <laughs> it's I'm, not. I'm a quarter German. and <laughs> um, No, it's. I think he likes it. I can't remember how it got started. That's funny. But yeah, we'll say like, <laughs> I have a baby. I have a kitten. Like, just whatever. Oh. When we're like walking around with him in our hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> like, ich habe ein Katchen. Ich habe ein Katchen. Yeah, I don't know why. It, I have no idea catch in corner so and neither of us speak german <laughs> so like i took german in high school yeah but that's that's ichau. and yeah. i've been ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. exactly that's exactly i spoke <laughs> enough that i could order food in austria i, I can understand a lot more than i can speak mm-hmm. if they take it easy on me like <laughs> don't don't throw a lot of german at me at once <laughs> Ease off the throttle. Yeah. I, I had a problem in Italy where I didn't speak a lot of Italian, but my accent was really good because I have an ear for those. And so I would say in Italian, I don't speak Italian very well. Can you speak slowly? And they would just go and just throw <laughs> yeah. it at me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What? I'm not kidding. I'm American. I need you I'm to doing s- my best. Slow like, it way down. Yeah. Because you, you sound like you're saying a whole bunch of consonants at me. So our kitten corner, yes. our cotton corner. corner. How are your kittens? Um, big. Yeah. Baby boy. It's his uh, nine month birthday today. Oh, happy nine month. Happy nine month. Um, baby girl had her nine month a couple weeks ago. Uh, baby boy is 17 pounds. 10 ounces. Holy smokes. And when he stretches out is over three feet long from um, paw to paw. That is a huge cat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Baby girl is, like I said, just nine months, two weeks ago, and she's a little over eight pounds. Okay. Yeah. Much more reasonable. He's twice her size. Oh my God. God. And if we don't know what breed he is, we're, we're anxiously waiting his first birthday. Then we're going to order the kitty DNA kit so cool. we can find out what exactly this monstrosity is. He is the biggest teddy bear, though. It's just like so funny. he loves like kitty massage. Mm-hmm. Like she's not so much in the cuddling. She'll sit on your lap and mm-hmm. be pet, but she wants to be in control. Yeah. He's like, hold me. I will just flop everywhere. <laughs> you can do the cat massage. Right. I will just take everything. You Swing can pet my belly for hours. Like he doesn't go claws in on your on the belly after mm-hmm. three seconds. So it's funny. He's he's a baby, but he's a huge baby. He is enormous. I'm put in mind of. Did you, do you watch Adventure Time or did you? I'm bitten. I'm bitten. I caught um, a little episode here and there. Highly recommend just watching it all the way through. But um, the when the lich is inevitably killed, he's reincarnated as a giant baby. <laughs> just a gigantic just huge baby named Sweet Pea. Oh. Um, and he's like 20 feet tall. Oh, my God. And that's just kind of what, terrifying. what your little guy puts me, your not-so-little guy puts me in mind of. Uh, they He loves sharing the little pet bed with his sister mm. however he's not aware of his Sharing. size yeah <laughs> yeah in other words if she's already in there and he wants to go be in there with her he's just gonna sit on top of her <laughs> and her little face is all scrunched and she just looks at us like um could could you move him please hello i can't i can't i can't breathe <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And he'll just like plop his butt right on oh her head. God. And it's like crunch. <laughs> I love so my dater. It's like a weighted blanket. <laughs> he is definitely a weighted blanket. Um, my weighted blanket is 
20 pounds and he's almost that. <laughs> That's insane. I grew up with a cat that was 20 pounds um, and was part Maine Coon. And that See, was we think where that maybe size came from. There's some Maine Coon. He's got mm-hmm. little tufted ears. Mm, you know? Could be. He's got a very long face, though, not the round face like the most Maine Coon. But he's, yeah, he's got the lynxy kind of like ears. Little bat face. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'll be interested he's to know. He's part wildcat. We actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> part serval. <laughs> hey, oops. <laughs> we accidentally got a savanna cat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that would be our luck. But yeah, you know, I'm sure stranger <laughs> things have happened. It's like the old urban legend where like the family comes home from Mexico with a quote unquote dog that they adopted. And it turns out it's a rat with a skin condition. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's just an urban Ew. legend. I don't think it ever actually happened. It's like we accidentally adopted a chupacabra. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it was published in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think that's where I saw it first. But it's, yeah, this family brings home a hairless chihuahua from Mexico, Aww. but it's a sewer rat <laughs> with a horrible skin condition. Gross. Yeah. They take it to the vet and the vet's like, um, that's <laughs> not a dog. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> not really. I mean, he'll eat Alpo, but. Um, but, but should he? Should he? <laughs> Probs not. Jeez. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so how is your lovely sphinx mine Katchen is doing quite well he finally got to open his birthday present i'm i feel so guilty we throw him a birthday party every year his oh. birthday is october 27th um but we were so exhausted that week that we put it off to the next week and that's when i got my horrible sickness and sinus infection oh my infection gosh and all that. right yeah and then i was sick for a month and so then by then it was like we were full swing into the holiday madness. I am barely functional because my anxiety levels are so high. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm going to build the cat tree and he gets that now. And then he can unwrap the box on Christmas. Um, I just felt so guilty. But <laughs> so he finally unwrapped his birthday box um, and he opens it himself. Like I'll pull the flap out a little bit, but yep. then he opens then he the shreds box. It. Yep. And so it's an enrichment activity Lovely. for everyone involved. But yeah, he's doing really well. His um, scar is healing up really nicely from his uh, intestinal. Well, I'm sure by now all the furs covered it up. Uh, yeah, all that fur, <laughs> all an eighth of an inch of it. Right. Um, like, oh. You know, it's funny. He's not even growing his winter pants this year. Oh, really? Because the house that we're in now has a gas fireplace. So we're able to keep it quite a bit warmer for quite a bit cheaper. (laughs) And so he has not grown his pants this year. (laughs) So we're not going to have to deal with the inevitable shedding in the spring where all these itchy, urticating hairs get everywhere all over the house. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So keep the heat on. No pants. Um, Well, and that's for everybody. That's the rule for everybody. Keep the heat on, no yeah, pants. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I can't get Chase to keep clothing on to save my life. <laughs> he does not like wearing clothes in the house. That's fine. That's yeah. fair. No, you know, it's our house. We don't have roommates. Like, right? do it. Just the make sure the, the, the only reason I'm clothed is because I have roommates. Exactly. I, I'm doing them a favor yeah. by keeping clothes on. That's been one thing about the tea. I'm having hot flashes. And so I'm fine. I'll be fine. And then all of a sudden I'm walking on the surface of the sun and I'm like, like, it's just, I want to die. And so that's been a really not fun thing where all of a sudden I have to wear layers now. Welcome to the Pacific Northwest. We've been talking about layers for, oh, I don't know, 200 years. See, and that's. I lost a bunch of weight after high school, and after that, I was always cold. And I, so I just, like, always wore a sweater. I moved here at, from Salt Lake City, Utah, which is not a 
warm place no. necessarily. It has winters, um, but we had like two modes. We had like shorts and tank top mode, mm-hmm. and then like ski clothing mode. Right. Like, and those were the two things we wore. I get here and people are like, don't forget your layers. You got to have your base layer and you got to have your fleece layer and you got to have your puffy layer and you got to have your shell layer. Your and your it's like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It's like they're they're serious about their layers here. I know. It's kind of crazy. And I have to actually wear them now. Um, <laughs> so like one of our like kind of bro dude, cis male coworkers um, came downstairs last week and I was standing there in a tank top because I was walking on the surface of the sun. And I'm, you know, relatively heavily tattooed. And he comes down and he's like, oh, showing off the tats today. And he like walked into the other room. And it was the most like simultaneously like validating and also kind of embarrassing thing to hear. And I was standing there like, yeah. Yeah? Thanks, buddy. Like it was just like I'm not used to being in a tank top around people. Like people don't usually see my tattoos unless I am shirtless. Um, it, it so. seems, well, <laughs> it seems like he adequately broed you though. Yeah, he did. He totally did. Well done. He's sir. been great about that. Um, yeah, it's been real interesting. My location went from being like the queer Mecca to like a bunch of like himbos and bro dudes it's really funny there's so much oh, wow. testosterone walking around <laughs> at my workplace now yeah um and so i'm kind of like okay this is fine this is fine all my gay friends are gone it's fine <laughs> oh. it's fine um, oh me oh my i'm so happy or i'm so sad that i could cry mm-hmm. i've no one to be gay with <laughs> exactly exactly um, thankfully our store manager is gay, but Yay. yeah, it's, we had, we were like majority. He no, he's married. Fuck. Yeah. I know. Every gay in Bend. He has a gay brother, but I don't know how old the brother is or what kind of a person the brother is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if the brother was born with a two in the year starting his year, I can't date. Oh, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I was if, like, if his year starts with a two. Starts with a two, right. Yeah. Nope, we yeah. can't do it. I was like, are we just not doing like 1982? It's just a bad nope. year. It's like cars, you know, <laughs> it's like Jeeps. It has to start with the two, yeah. right? <laughs> if it starts with a one, sure. we're good. If you okay. were born in the 18 or 1900s, we're okay. <laughs> Especially if you were born in the 1800s and you have a lot of wealth. Yeah, like, hey. Let's date for the next couple of days. <laughs> for the next couple of days. Is your will flexible? I was do you just have assuming... an attorney who could rewrite it? I was assuming they were a vampire. Oh, <laughs> that was where, oh bad. That was no. what I assumed. I was just, I want their wealth. Lestat, call me. <laughs> no um, kidding. Oh, um, R.I.P. Anne. I found out Anne Rice passed away. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. You did not. When did she die? Um, not long ago, like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> to our listeners, let me make it clear. I'm not gloating <laughs> much. Are you serious? Yeah. I was just thinking about that woman and what a nightmare she was for the fan fiction community. Yeah, yeah. when she switched to all <laughs> Christian fiction. Well, and even before that, like when she was still writing the vampire porn, um, she would so aggressively go after fan fiction writers. Like she would oh, get really? entire sites shut down. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, like sorry, Anne, R.I.P. But you did a bunch of people dirty. <laughs> but you were kind of you were kind of um, stingy. Yeah, she would go after like fan fiction writers for copyright infringement and get their works taken down. Like entire works disappeared overnight. Oh my god! So this is like a niche hyper focus interest for me. Um, is the preservation of fandom works? Oh. So because when the when in the before times when the internet was really just like chat rooms and mm-hmm. forums. 
and like a little bit of angel fire. Um, and people were like making their own websites for fandoms. People were making their own entire websites mm-hmm. for fan fiction, yeah. right? And so you could go to like www.startrekfanfic.com, sure. right? And find all these works. The, the, the Star Wars fans have made a ton of content exactly. with the blessing of George Lucas and Lucasfilm. Exactly, Anne. Um, Anne. And so Anne would like track down these websites and like sue them for copyright no infringement. Shit. Uh-huh. Her lawyers would have people take things down. And so these, and, and she wasn't the only person who was doing this, but she was the most prominent and the most active. Oh, so wow. like she's the one that still gets whispered about. Oh no. But entire websites would disappear overnight. And so it became this thing where if you found a fan fiction that really resonated, I wrote a whole paper about this in college. If you found a work that really resonated with you, you printed that shit out. You put it in a binder. Wow. Because, because it might it disappear. Could go away. It could disappear tomorrow. And wow. so my top two favorite, I have a lot of respect for fan fiction as a medium. I think oh, it's a sure. very legitimate art form. My top two favorite novel length fan fictions are saved as PDF files on my iPad. Good. So that if they disappear, <laughs> if something happens and they disappear forever, I still have them and can still read them. Because that's entire websites would disappear overnight. Like Star Trek fanfic.com, boop, gone. Like just wow. disappear overnight. Like, Yuck. Gross. And so, yeah, and you just could never find them again. There were no archives. There was no internet archive project. There was nothing <sighs> like that. Jeez. Yeah. And Anne yep. Rice was one of the worst of them. She passed away December 11th. R.I.P.? I, I, I think she, I didn't she like bounce to being super Christian and then like bounce back from Well, it? I mean, I think she lost, what, her husband and her daughter? And her daughter. Who... And so she went through a lot oh of things. God, she was 80. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. She went through a lot. So, she yeah, who, um, why not change your writing style for a little bit for therapeutic reasons or whatever yeah. reasons you need? Go find Jesus. I right, heard sure. he's behind the couch. Sure. <laughs> um, he's with my glasses. That's where he That's is. That's right. Let me he's know with our Roku remote. Him. We haven't been yeah, able to find it for exactly. a week. Exactly. Everybody's using the Roku remote on their phone. So, when you find him, please return <laughs> our stuff. Right. That's so interesting. Well, RIP Ann Rice. Yeah. Um, Screw you, Tom Cruise, still. Oh, fuck Tom Cruise. (laughs) Oh, I'm reading a book right... Speaking of Tom Cruise... Oh, God. Do um, we have to? So I'm reading... Trigger warning, Tom Cruise. Trigger warning for Tom Cruise. A very brief mention, (laughs) but... I'm reading uh, Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits, which is part one of a newish series by the same guy who wrote John Dies at the End. So... Futuristic violence and fancy suits. Perfect. And I don't think anywhere it says specifically what year it's in, but Tom Cruise is dead because at one point someone mentions <laughs> the ghost of Tom Cruise. Perfect. Um, Love hearing that at least in somebody's fictional world, he's exactly. already dead. I think we're somewhere in the 2040s. That's, That's my lovely. best guess. Because yeah. it's recent enough that everyone remembers who he was. Right. But he's a ghost. <laughs> he probably broke his neck jumping on another couch. And... Stop jumping on couches. Jesus, Tom. That's My sister got a pencil buried in her forehead, I think, when she was jumping on a couch. And there was like a pencil in between the couch cushions. Ow! I know. She fell on it and like... Oh, yeah. shit. I know. I think about it every time I see that gif of Tom Cruise jumping on a couch. I'm like, be careful, dude. Watch out for pencils. Watch out. Oprah might be hiding sharpened pencils. <laughs> if she's smart. Right. How badly do we want to get rid of this guy? Uh, oh, no. no, no I, yeah, I don't want the karma involved in getting rid of the guy. How's that? That's fair. Um, 
so <laughs> returning to cat corner for cat a moment. Cat corner. Back to cat corner. When you you texted me <laughs> earlier about your your allergy to your cat's claws. Oh yes, there it is, right there, the little <laughs> welt that that beautiful he gave me this to. Yeah. And that's I get the same things yeah. when cats scratch me. I get like a welt yep. where the scratch is. Yep. Um, and one day when I was in paramedic school and I was working sixty hours a week and going to school full time, which is probably why I can no longer do long division. Um, it just <laughs> took up a lot of brain space. But um, I got home from class, work, class, rotation at the hospital. That was like oh. how my previous two days had oh, gone. Oh, Lord, that sounds yep. like you've got no fuel left. No, I was the doing a lot of like depleted. sleeping in my car on mm. lunch breaks and stuff, like whenever I could fall asleep. Um, and so I got home and I passed out. And at the time I was sleeping in a hammock. I didn't have a bed. I had a hammock hanging from the rafters. Okay. Great for my back. It was so good. Probably not. No, it really was. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. no, legitimately. Oh, all right. um, okay. Yeah, I was really struggling with like just the constant physical labor of my job. And oh, wow. yeah, it really helped out good. and fell asleep in my hammock with my cat in my arms. And while I was asleep, he licked a hole in my arm. Like he just kept licking me. The one spot. The one spot. As they do if you don't if you don't stop them. Exactly. And I woke up and there was like a whole patched scabby area on my arm where he'd licked my skin off. And so a couple of weeks ago I was listening to National Parks After Dark. Um, shout out, great podcast, awesome stories. And they were talking about um the 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 pair of male man-eater lions um, in an African preserve. I can't remember which one, but they were talking about how lions will lick the skin off their prey. Oh, my God. See, your cat will eat you when you die. <laughs> I haven't stopped thinking about it since I heard that podcast episode. Holy shit. I was like, my cat tried to eat me. Your cat was trying to eat you. thought you were already dead or eat didn't care. Alive. It's just like, all right, I'm hungry. So now whenever he licks me, I'm like, hey, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> See, Bear puts teeth on me. Like okay. he'll, he'll uh, when you're playing with his chest or his belly, he'll sometimes like lean over. He'll put teeth on. He never bites down, but he'll like. Ah, That's funny. Ah, and like, um, how about you not eat me? <laughs> hey, hey, pal. <laughs> hey, friendo. <laughs> I, I'm not food. Friend. Friend, not food. Exit pursued by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Very funny. That's oh our God. dog does that. Uh, Tibble bites. Tibble bites hard. Oh yeah. Um, it's part of his playing and also how he expresses displeasure and sometimes joy. Um, he communicates with his teeth, but our dog will just put teeth on you. Okay. Oh, um, speaking of dogs, mm -hmm. I have a little dog news. Oh. Yes. Um, earlier this year, my daughter and her family lost their Basset. Oh. After many years together, he was he had. Uh, many tumors and they ended up going and it was they were very sad about that when i walked into their house on boxing day i met the brand new puppy oh. there was a brand new basset hound puppy oh. just about three months old christmas basset oh my gosh so, so nice. I got to spend time not only with the grandkids but with the brand new basset hound puppy oh. so i got chomped on <laughs> <laughs> 
Bassets are like the long droopy sad uh-huh. ones, right? Yeah. Okay. Not to be confused with bloodhounds, not uh, like right. fox and the hound type of hound. Right. Bloodhounds are a little bit like sharper looking. They got the bigger jowls yeah. too. And they're taller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are little stumpy leg things. Mm-hmm. Their ears actually sweep on the ground to help kick up dust to help them sniff. That's why their ears are so long. Yep. It, that's, I learned this. Hmm. Genetically, hmm. that's why they have the long ears, is because it kicks up dust to help them sniff the things that they need to go sniff. Do your ears hang low? Do they yeah. wobble to and fro? And you can tie them in a knot. You can tie them in a bow. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, he's a, he's adorable. That's so cute. What's his name? I forget. Oh, okay. That's a weird name for a dog. <laughs> it really is. I really feel like they should have gone with something like Leonard. Leonard. Or Howard. Howard. I've always wanted a cat named Kevin. <laughs> Someday. Perfect. <laughs> but then I met Tybalt and I was like, fuck, your name's not Kevin. I cannot remember. Their last dog was Elroy. 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 That's a good name for a dog it like that. Really good name for a Elroy. dog like that. And he went camping with them everywhere. So. His name's just like Roy Orbison. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the babies have a new I, I have a new grand dog which Cute. is exactly what I need. I do not need a full time dog. Yeah. That's what my mom says yeah. too. She likes having a grand dogger. Yep. Yeah. I I um I actually only had kids so that I could eventually have a grand dog. I'm sure your it's kids the long are game. Like so happy to hear that. Nope, that's the only, they know. <laughs> I've told them to their face. The only reason I had you is so you would eventually adopt a dog that I could hang around with sometimes. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. You're welcome to borrow my dog whenever you want. <laughs> Thank <too>. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Any anytime any friends need a uh, 50 pound dog for any reason. Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> she's on loan. The last one that my family had while I was raising kids was the um, uh, Malamute Wolf Mix. Holy smokes. And she was a lovely 120 pound dog. Yep. I've known a couple of Malamute <laughs> Wolves and they are big. Yeah. And she was amazing. Kaya. Cayenne. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. that's cute. And that is our cat corner. Catch up corner. There once was a man from Nantucket. Uh-oh. I'm doing non-binary poetry. Who carried their balls in a bucket. They didn't get far till they put them in a jar. Oh. They said, I don't know why, just fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. This, I'm not a poet. I don't write poetry. I'm not a poet, but my foot is a long fellow. Oh. Uh, um, poetry. So yeah. I have been following this person on Instagram. They can be found at Andrew Gibby, G-I-B-B-Y. And they, they use they, them pronouns. Their name is Andrea Gibson or Andrew Gibson or Gibby or Andy. It seems to depend on who's addressing them. Uh, and they recently published a new book called You Better Be Lightning. Okay. And for our listeners who follow books on Goodreads, you might have seen this on the Goodreads Choice Awards for 2021. Uh, it did not win the poetry round but it did end up as a finalist and i've been slowly working my way through this book um i find that if i'm left to my own devices i'll read an entire poetry book in one day and then i don't actually absorb any of it so what i've been doing is leaving this by the fireplace and then i'll read like one or two poems at a time and then let it sit for a couple days because otherwise i just don't absorb any of it 
And this is a really spectacular book of poetry, and I really highly recommend it. But they have this one poem called Queer Youth Are Five Times More Likely to Die by Suicide. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, mostly because I have not asked Gibby for permission to do this. But but I want to read a couple lines from it. Absolutely. Queer youth are five times more likely to die by suicide means... You lived five times harder than you should have had to, to still have a body when you graduated high school. Means hate worked five times harder to make your spirit its wishbone. Means when your mother asked what was wrong, you were five times more likely to believe you'd lose her if you spoke the truth. Means you were told five times more often you'd go to hell when you died. Means... Burning for eternity seemed five times more doable than another day in the school lunchroom. And it goes on for several pages. It wow. ends really hopefully. It's not that's it's not great. a downer poem. No, that's amazing. I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. Um, I think it's absolutely fabulous. There is an ebook copy available. There are hard copies available. There may still be signed copies available. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Gibby is currently battling cancer and has been super, super forthcoming about their thoughts about mortality and their journey with cancer on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's been really interesting to follow. And there's quite a bit in this book about kind of those thoughts and feelings and mortality and grief and death and it's just a really beautiful intersection of human themes i think i love that they did amazing work with this so if you're a poetry fan if you're not a poetry fan check out uh andrew or andrea gibson gibby uh again instagram at andrew gibby and yeah just check them out that's amazing that was that was beautiful thank you yeah um I, I need more of that kind of light in my life. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely look it up. That's great. That's I've built a, a nest around myself of queer artists and authors and perfumers. And just I, I like being in a house where I'm surrounded by reminders that I'm not alone as yeah. a queer person. So. And. And every queer person I've ever talked to has had those feelings at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And they can probably tell you the date that they didn't succeed in their attempt or didn't go through with their attempt or whatever it is. Um, and if you have one of those dates and you've, you've made it another day in this, this world, we're super glad you're here. Yes. And I will say this, I am so excited for this July when the national suicide prevention hotline number will switch officially to nine, eight, eight. Good. We will have a three digit number. Um, so that we don't have to remember a, a long 10 digit 800 number. 1-800. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. That'll be very good. And that'll be good for <laughs> all of my EMT and paramedic students that I have forced to program the suicide prevention hotline into their phone. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be good. It will be. Um, thank you so much for sharing. And, Absolutely. Uh, Andy, give us a call sometime. Yes. Let's, let's talk on the Please. show. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm a huge right. fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, their work is just absolutely spectacular. I wish people could smell what's happening in the space right now. I thought that was like the end of the sentence. I wish people could smell. I'm like, you know, honestly, me too. <laughs>
I mean, I don't have the most <laughs> trained uh, olfactory sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely am not one who would go around making a living of, say, tasting coffee or wines sure. or cheeses or things like that. Because I no just plans go, to be a it's all pretty good. It's yeah. all pretty good. I that's, like it. That's pretty nice. I like that. Oh, I like that one, too. I like this one. I like that one. <laughs> I don't like that one. I don't like that one. <laughs> that one's ewy. That's kind of how I feel about yeah. perfume sometimes, honestly. I'm like, okay. I like this. I like that. I don't like that. Like... <laughs> But you also have a little more training in being able to say, well, this one has yes. these notes in it, which yes. is why they would work for a person who wears these types of scents. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know this. So this is brand new. Welcome to the Pacific Northwest perfume segment of our show. Kit's company, <laughs> if you haven't been listening, Kit has been making perfume. How long have you actually been getting this up and going now? Um, it's been like a year. It's been it? over a year. Yeah. yeah. It's been, I think I started like on the whole journey. I think I started about two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the, what eventually became Pacific Northwest perfume has been in the works for a little over a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, because when I started, I was like, you know, oh, you know, I don't have any plans for it, but like if it goes somewhere, I'd really like to do it professionally. And then it turned out that I, I really do have a knack for this and it's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. And so that gave me the confidence that I needed to turn it into a, a job. That's so, amazing. Yeah. All right. We have two collections in front of us today. We do. So I brought I brought both of our collections in. We have our flagship collection, which is just our central original collection. It's the first four cents that we released back in October. Okay. And then I also brought our midwinter collection, uh, which is pretty self-explanatory. We released it on December 15th. Perfect. And it's our midwinter um, collection, they are they are meant to capture a more wintry bent, but I do think that several of them will be appropriate for summer as well. Amazing. So a lot of people, a lot of consumers wear specific fragrances at specific times of the year. And so I want to honor that, but I also want all of our fragrances to be wearable whenever the heck you want. So... I love that. So these bottles are a little bit tricky. Um, so if you got some on your fingers, I apologize. That's all right. I, I, I planned on coming away smelling lovely today. Perfect. So from the original collection, um, just pick one and I'll tell you how it came to all right. be. Maybe? So the, we have the, um, I'm going to save that one for last. Okay. Um, we have the Haint Blue. Haint Blue. Haint Blue. So Haint Blue is probably my second favorite of the original flagships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lavender lemonade. Oh, so, it's very bright citrusy. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think the way we have it described on the website is lavender lemonade on Mama's porch in the summer. Oh my goodness. So it's meant to be a very bright summery fragrance. And Haint Blue has a very specific history in uh the southern part of the united states so haint blue is a color it's a specific shade of blue okay and in the folk tales from that region a haint is a specific type of ghost and so you'll hear expressions about haints in the hollers and things like that okay and haint blue was a color that i believe got its start in the voodoo culture that was kind of bubbling up in that area but then it was taken by plantation owners and so down in the south you'll see the roofs on the covered porches 
like when you're looking up at the ceiling of a, co- a covered porch, often they're painted this particular shade of blue, and it's haint blue. Okay. And the idea was that it would prevent spirits from getting into your house because they would think it was the sky and they would get lost, and they would just ah. like be bumping their heads on the ceiling, basically. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's haint blue. It's, it's absolutely lovely. You can definitely tell the the lemonade and the the lavender Thank in there. You. It's one of my favorites. It's very clean, and mm-hmm. it was this one took me about six months to finish because I was having trouble getting it to last longer than forty five minutes. Oh, really? And it does last quite a bit longer now. What scent fades the fastest in that? The citrus okay. and then the lavender. Okay. And so citrus notes are notorious for being very skittish. They they flee. Okay. Very quickly. And so whenever you're buying a fragrance that's all citrus, it's not going to last very long. And so we use certain base notes to try to pin them down and keep them from leaving. And it took me a long time to get this one right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I do. Lo- I love that. Okay. So the next one, this is a darker one, and it is called uh, Erebus. Erebus. E-R-E-B-U-S? Mm-hmm. So Erebus is named after the HMS Erebus, not to be confused with its sister ship, the HMS Terror. And they were a pair of British naval ships that were stranded in the Arctic Circle trying to find the Northwest Passage. And it's one of my many hyperfixations of global history. And when I was young, they disc- they found Terror and Erebus. They found the wrecks finally after like 150 years of them being missing. I'm smelling the sea. Yes. How am I getting that? Yes, you are. So this is our most popular fragrance. And it's because of that. It's because when people smell this, they often associate it with a specific place or a specific memory. Yeah. I've had people tell me this smells like their childhood in Puget Sound. I had someone tell me that it smells like driving through the Georgia mudflats at sunset. What am I smelling? It's at first I thought it was anise, but it's not anise. It's like leather and wet and salt. Yes. <laughs> it's all of those things. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's all of those things. So it's uh seawater, seaweed, driftwood, wet sand, leather old books and a little bit of tobacco old books yeah and the tobacco mm-hmm. there it is that's that's what that other wow that is by far our most popular i just fragrance. i went on a i went to the coast just now <laughs> i just went on a trip to the coast so that's that's my pride and joy that one is my pride and joy oh um, my goodness and that's one of the things that as pacific northwest perfume we really try to capture scent memories That's one of the big things that I really revel in is being able to trigger memories in a client. And so when I'm designing a perfume, one of the best things that I can hear from someone with feedback is, this reminds me a lot of, you know, my grandma's basement when I would visit in the mid 90s or like whatever. I'm trying to pull specific memories, scent memories and places out of people. It is so interesting because um, I didn't learn until... And I say recently, in the last 15 years, that our strongest memory trigger is our olfactory sense. Yes. Oh. Yes. And it's because of the way our brain develops and the way our olfactory center develops that scent is inextricably tied to memory. Wow. Yeah. All right. Next one. We got to keep going. I want to keep. Okay. So worship the original. Worship the original. So the title comes from Do we something. Have a little tab. I think this one. Yes. Just, I want to open it a little we bit. We have all these paper tabs. Okay. There we go. Tab tab. 
So worship the original, the title comes from an Ingrid Bergman quote that goes, Mm -hmm. be yourself, everyone worships the original. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And the concept for this fragrance was, what does Humphrey Bogart smell like after a shave? Okay, so we've got a little aftershave and a a little bit of tobacco again, Mm -hmm. but a lot lighter than the other one, Mm -hmm. than the Erebus. What else am I smelling? Hang on. I'm I'm so enamored with Erebus still. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's something bright. What Mm -hmm. was the bright? Hmm. I can't place that one. It's it's a very it's almost like bergamot. Yes. Um, like in in the burger like a earl gray tea, but that brightness, you know, that shimmery, I don't know what you call it. It's uh teak. Teak. There we go. That's what I'm smelling. Yeah. The brightness is the teak. Okay. And I do put bergamot in a lot of what I have, mm-hmm. but that that brightness is the teak. Okay. Yeah. That's lovely. Oh my goodness. Thank you. That is my favorite from the original collection. That's the one that I personally wear the most from the flagship collection. So if I were snuggling in bed with Humphrey Bogart, this that's would be what he would smell like, I think. Perfect. And that's that is the smell that I associate with Casablanca, with the Maltese Falcon. Like that's the smell that I associate with men from that era, with mm. my grandfather. Yeah. And it's for me, I designed this one mostly for me mm-hmm. to be a very visceral experience. It for... is It is a little bit of, I don't want to say like a name brand aftershave, but it's, I'm getting just hints of what a specific blue one reminded me specific of. Specific blue one. You know, you know which one I'm talking about? No. Okay, I'm going to have to say it. Say it. Go ahead it's and say it. It's Aqua Velva. No, okay. It's just a tiny bit of that yeah. in there. But not in a bad, like not in a cheap, like perfume, like awful dime store perfume sort of way it's it's very like subtle so there's a, a hint of bay leaf and pimento berry in there okay and those are two of the key ingredients in bay rum oh interesting which as kind of one of the original aftershaves a lot of aftershaves took their cue from interesting and so it does have a lot of similarities with a lot of those big aftershaves okay so all right yeah i all love right. how you're like my nose isn't trained and you're like I'm smelling notes of tobacco. Oh, stop <laughs> like, it. Normally when I hand these to people, they're like, oh, this smells good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm trying. It's like I, I can, I, I'm trying to, like, what is that? It's, yeah. It's, but it's, it, you're definitely right. It's, each one's got this amazing, okay, so I saved this one for last. Okay. Pirate queen. Pirate queen. Pirate queen. I was, mm-hmm. I want to know what a pirate queen smells like. Hang on. New, new little tab. New little tab. So for those who are listening, the tabs that Dave is referring to are scent strips. We have some strips. absorbent scent strips in the uh, the studio. Oh, there's something minty in that one or something. Hmm. Gosh, what is that? Minty. Dang. Not minty. Not minty. Oh, no, no. Hmm. <laughs> Wow. It's very, it, it, huh. Is there, there's some kind of fruit there. There is. It's not citrusy. It's almost more like, I want to say pineapple-y, but not really. No. Wow. There's a little bit of weed in there, too. A little bit of weed. <laughs> just that, so... just kind of that sharp, you know, the mm-hmm. sharpness that, that like... Uh, a, a nice weed will give off. Yeah. That that little P 
ping hit me somewhere. That's probably the vetiver would be my guess. There's vetiver in there, which mm. is a grass from um, the islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got, it's used in leather accords quite a bit. It's got kind of a dark sharpness to it. Mm -hmm. There's also a little bit of castorium in there, which is beaver butt. Um, so in the perfume industry, castorium comes from... Sniffing a beaver's ass. You are right sniffing now. a beaver's ass. Wow. Um, surprise. Yeah, their anal glands secretes a substance called castorium. And to me, it smell. It is a dead ringer for green olives. It smells exactly like oh, green olives at okay. high concentrations, and there is just the teeniest, tiniest amount in that one, just a little bit. Yeah, there's. So, it must be that because there's something that's coming to the forefront of all the other scents, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like it's biting me right up in here. That might be the castorium. Okay. Yeah. I like it. It's it's. I don't know how to describe it. It's like trying to decide describe the taste of salt without using the word salty. Right. You know. Right. It's like. Um, it's a very unique fragrance. Yeah. And it's so good. It's really irreplaceable in a lot of ways. Um, I I struggled with that one because the rest of our perfumes that we have available are vegan. That's the only one we have that isn't vegan. Okay. And I tried working around the castorium, but it it really affects the fragrance when I take it out. Okay. So we left it and I have it very clearly marked on our website. This one is not vegan. So Perfect. So if you want to know, exactly. this is the one. And so Pirate Queen is named for a pirate named Zhang Yi Sao, who was active in the 1800s in the South China Sea. And she was the Pirate Queen of the South China yes. Sea. She went to war with the Chinese government. Wow. And she was an incredibly powerful figure in Chinese history. And so this was my conceptualization of what standing on her ship would smell like, what standing on her junk would smell like. Um, and so there's yuzu. There's a yuzu accord in there, which I used a bunch of different things for. Um, but I used apricot and peach okay. notes so, yeah. to make the yuzu. That's why I was saying I'm getting like mm -hmm. fruit notes, but not citrus. Exactly. Okay. There is some uh, lemon sfumatrice in there. It's from Italy, but not enough to overpower the rest of it, which mm -hmm. may be where the pineapple's coming into Maybe. it. Maybe. And uh, there's also jasmine. Oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mm. it's it has a really powerful spiced base, and it's very spicy and woody, but the top notes are florals and fruits, and so it's a really interesting, there's also a bunch of tobacco in there, and so it's, for me at least, it's a very interesting juxtaposition of traditionally feminine fragrance and traditionally masculine fragrance kind of meeting. It really is, yeah. Oh, man, that's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. <gasps> wow. Okay, so that is the... Stan the, the the what do you call it the standard collection the, the flagship flagship yeah. collection that's sorry. our original collection right. uh, you can find it on PacificNorthwestPerfume.com under flagship collection under flagship collection <laughs> yeah. and this is the uh, midwinter collection yes and I'm just grabbing I haven't even looked at these names yet so I'm just taking the first one I grabbed what do we have tiramisu and tinsel too mm -hmm. oh no <laughs> so i'm i'm expecting a little bit of coffee in here um a little bit of caramel mm -hmm. oh yeah there it is <laughs> oh oh delightful thank you it is so sweet but with, without being like glade sweet you know mm -hmm. like the 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 fake yeah like apple I pie air freshener and sweet. that's i try very hard to avoid that overly synthetic gourmand mm -hmm. in what i'm doing i want it to smell like the real gourmand thing that you would put in your mouth oh yeah 
No, there's just a t- uh, that coffee is so subtle. It's very subtle. Um, the vanilla comes way over the top of mm-hmm. that. And for me, that was mostly because coffee notes tend to give me a migraine. Oh, <laughs> so well, I was. But like, it's it's there, but it's not like you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little bit. Ooh, yeah. And it just gives it that kind of that warm round off Mm -hmm. on the end of it. And it has a little bit of an apple cider note in there that is the note that fades the fastest. And Mm. so the apple cider is mostly for the wearer's enjoyment only because by the time you get anywhere, it's going to be gone. So um, if anyone out there is looking for a long lasting apple fragrance, I recommend Watson from Posey Perfume. They make a really good long lasting like fall apple fragrance. Okay. So, but yeah, this apple is for the enjoyment of the wearer for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Tiramisu and tinsel too. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. And all of our winter collection, I wrote little poems to go along with them. So like that one is um, tiramisu and tinsel too. Oh gosh, what is it? Tiramisu and tinsel too. Sitting by the fire, your lover has a kiss for you. They taste of apple cider. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) I don't know why I did that. I just got a wild hair going and wrote couplets for all of them. (laughs) Because you should. It's Christmas. (laughs) It is. Ooh, Searching searching the Solstice. Mm -hmm. Searching the Solstice was a response to a poll that I did on our Instagram about what smells people associate with the holidays. A bunch of them were the usual suspects. um, Pie, peppermint, uh, pine. Mm Mm-hmm. And somebody asked if it was possible to do a winter camping fragrance. Ooh. So that's where this came from. So there's that sharp kind of pine mm-hmm. in there, but there's also smoke. Mm-hmm. I like, like campfire smoke. Yes. And then something else, which is, I don't know what that is. Hmm. It's almost like, I don't know, it reminds me of like, I don't want to say like, but like a banquet, like a meal of some kind, like like very, (sighs) the smoke is in there. So I'm I'm getting like, like the brisket or the meat or whatever from Mm -hmm. the smoke, but there's something else, like something bready or, or wooden in there almost. Yes. There's a couple different woods in there. Okay. And there's also vanilla in there for a hint of marshmallow you mostly get that on the dry down so you don't really smell that when it's wet but once it it starts to dry on your skin you'll smell more of a roasting marshmallow Mm -hmm. the problem with smoke (laughs) is that whenever you're making a smoke accord you're walking a very fine line between campfire smoke cigarette smoke and uh, barbecue. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so you're you may be picking up also on just a hint of barbecue. Okay, in there maybe. Um, because that that one took a while too. I was just finagling a lot with the like the smoke notes and trying. I didn't want them to be too roasting meat. But it is it is a winter banquet of some kind. Yeah. It's not necessarily roasting meat, but you're right. It's a definitely because yes. like you said, you've got the marshmallow in mm-hmm. there and the smoke. Quite and, a bit of smoke, so, a lot of pine. So, you know, there's all sorts of courses going on in that yeah. meal. But, oh, my God, really just you're right. And it's very it's almost like a comfort food mm-hmm. in a bottle. Yeah, it's a very comforting scent. Yeah. And it's one that I very much associate with like the Deschutes National Forest. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Do you remember your poem for that one at all? I'm not, not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot. Let me just pull it up so hey, that I'm not it like could making be on Pacific Northwest It do be there. Um, it's also I have like 
a Google spreadsheet of all of the fragrances that we've released <laughs> and all of our next release. So our next oh, release perfect. is going to be in the spring and that'll be our, our spring collection. Um, where am I going? I forgot my own website. Pacific <laughs> Northwest Perfume. Perfume.com. We do have a TikTok now. It doesn't have any content on it yet. I'm pulling all of my old perfume videos and I'm going to upload them to this new TikTok. Perfect. But it's at Pacific Northwest Perfume. So Lovely. we can be found on TikTok now. Um, Searching the solstice. Midwinter collection. Searching the solstice. Bonfire beneath the stars remind us of how small we are. The shortest day, the longest night. Set the solstice fire alight. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Love it. Wormwood. Wormwood. Am I going to die? No. Well, okay. eventually. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but right. not as a result of my perfume. <laughs> good, good. I did ask very specifically if Dave had any skin sensitivities I, or yeah, allergies. That was very nice. Before no. I arrived. This, this is how we got on the topic of my allergy to my cat scratching. Yes. Me. I've got so many smells. In I my know nose. it's really hard. I thought about bringing coffee beans, but that's like a fake thing. That Is doesn't it actually work. Doesn't work. <laughs> it just distracts you. When, when you're doing tastings, you just interrupt with like a a, a plain water cracker. Exactly. Um, the best thing them. that you can do is actually just like go outside and breathe fresh air for yeah. 30 seconds smell, or whatever. Yeah, smell exactly. My smell your armpit. <laughs> um, some I know some perfumers will breathe through wool. I got wool like on. your sweater, yeah, and a lot. I know a lot of perfumers that'll do that. Oh, they'll just sit there and like huff wool for five minutes or whatever. Mm. Okay, so this is like this is my grandmother's closet for some reason. Interesting. There's like something in my grandmother's closet in here. Like I, I smell clothes, like just old clothes. Huh. Like the good smell, not, yeah. not, not No, I know exactly what you mean. But also like, like her perfume, like my grandma's yeah. perfume is in there too. So there's, there's floral, a lot of, this is, this is more floral. Yeah. So it has, that's really interesting. It has orris root in it, which mm -hmm. is the root of the iris plant. Oh, interesting. But it smells very different from their blooms. So okay. it's not powdery mm -hmm. in the way that iris perfumes tend to be. I mentioned orris yesterday. It is very, it, it has kind of an astringent, not yeah. powdery smell. Yes. Yeah. And there's... And not, again, not bad astringent. It's just right. that sharp note. That's probably, that's a hint of eucalyptus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely eucalyptus. I used it for the which, cold again, air. Which, again, my grandmother... And her eucalyptus cough drops. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Always. That'll do it. Yeah. So this one, marketing, marketing is king for this particular fragrance. Um, so the poem for this is, cold wind howls as the mountain sleeps, a twisted rumbling in the deep, a worm's shed skin, a glint of gold. It's time to face the queen of old. Ooh. So when you put this one on for the dry down, you get a blast of cold air because mm -hmm. of that eucalyptus. And then on the dry down, there's quite a bit of wet earth and stone in there. Mm. And so I was... That's the clothes. That's mm -hmm. the, the old clothes that smell like, that I'm getting. Yeah. Yes. And then it's got the orris root in there. And it has a very rare um, aero, very rare and expensive aerochemical that's very hard to get your hands on. I finally got a bottle. And I couldn't finish this until I got it. But it's called Aldamber. And it smells like hot iron. 
or blood. Oh, interesting. Depending on how much you use. Right. And so there's just a little hint of metal and like precious stones. Okay. I call it I call it the gold note. Gold doesn't actually have a scent. That's one of the ways you can tell if gold jewelry is fake. If it has a smell to it, it's not really gold. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, so there's all amber in that, which I was very excited to finally get my hands on. That it, it's lovely. I love that. Thank you. Wormwood. And then <laughs> black sheep. Black sheep. This it's, one's my favorite. It's me. <laughs> I'm the black sheep. I'm the purple sheep of the family. The purple sheep. Yes. I know, I thought that one would be really easy to identify with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got some leather in there. Mm-hmm. And again, there's that kind of sharp... I'm having to think about the ingredients as you describe your experience of them. It's a good way to stretch my brain. Hmm. It's almost like that... Mm-hmm. That bright sharpness again, but it's a, it's a different one than the eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Ooh, and I just got something kind of sweet, too. Yes. Something very sweet. But again, and not, not the like super caramely sweet. It's mm-hmm. br- uh, bright. Mm, what do we got? So the poem for this one is... Black sheep home for winter break, sneaking out to smoke. Cocoa, schnapps, and cigarettes, enough to give you hope. So there's a little bit of peppermint in there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's it's hot chocolate and peppermint schnapps uh-huh. and a leather jacket and a wisp of cigarette smoke. And black sheep is my personal favorite of either collection. I wear mm. it almost every day. And it's actually an olfactory self-portrait. Is it? Mm-hmm. This is kit in a bottle. That's kit in a bottle. Yeah, that I. It came about because I wanted to know if I could conceptualize fragrance in that way to build a portrait of myself, and I did, and that's black sheep. That's really amazing. <laughs> oh. And so. I'm thinking really hard about, we do have a bespoke fragrance section on our website. Mm -hmm. So people can work one-on-one with me to design a bespoke fragrance for them that no one else has. Sure. And I'm thinking really hard about offering a fragrance portrait bespoke line. Oh, interesting. It, it might be a little complicated because I'd have to get to know someone pretty well. A little bit. Yeah. We'd have to have like two or three sessions, I would think. But I really like the idea of providing olfactory portraits for people. I love that. So I think that might be a branch out of our bespoke line. So, so. you said you had one that you thought would fit me the best, mm-hmm. in your opinion. So was it from the winter collection or was it from the main collection here? So, you know, what's so funny is... I think I think I said that when we were having a conversation about. Have you your, changed your mind? About I think we were one? talking about your beard oil. Ah, yes. Okay. And I smelled your beard oil, mm-hmm. um, which was cloves and a little bit of patchouli. And I think maybe a hint of cinnamon mm-hmm. or something cinnamonic. Yeah. It's very clove heavy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And. 
I think, if I'm remembering correctly, by the end of that conversation, I was thinking that you would either like Worship the Original or Erebus the best Mm -hmm. based on more similar scent profiles. However, that said, I think between the new and the old collection... thinking about the dry downs and like your mm. experience several hours in I think either tiramisu and tinsel 2 okay or pirate queen I think both of those would be very satisfying for you I had already picked out tiramisu and tinsel 2 that's <laughs> one of the ones I absolutely loved <laughs> Uh, the other one was the Erebus. Erebus. Yeah. I do like the Pirate Queen as well. She's quite fresh and, and she is. seafaring. She's spicy. Yes. Um, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. But just something about the Erebus was like, it's not necessarily a fragrance I've worn before, mm-hmm. but it's it, it has intrigued me. Erebus is not like anything I've ever smelled. Mm-hmm. And I, I have, I personally have a perfume collection of over 150 perfumes. Oh I have a library of wow. perfumes because I consider them art. It's like collecting art to me. Mm-hmm. And very few of them are mainstream mass produced fragrances. Most of them are small batch indie from people like me doing wow. things like what I do. And I have never smelled something quite like Erebus. I've smelled a lot of sea based seafaring perfumes i've smelled Mm -hmm. some really amazing ones but i had never smelled anything that captured the pacific coast the way that i know it Mm -hmm. that one just fascinated me Mm -hmm. it just i don't know why it just like intrigued my my nose Mm -hmm. and it does have it has real seaweed in it it has seaweed distillate basically um which smells amazing it's so vibrant it's such a vibrant smell and it's so dark uh it also colors the perfume and so Erebus has this really interesting quality in a bottle where it's this dark murky almost green Washington coast ocean water (laughs) like it it really looks right it does um and it I I will say it is the most intriguing fragrance I have come across in a long time thank you that's it's definitely it's our most popular um, mm-hmm. people really love that one. All of my test subjects when I was testing these on my various friends and family, that was consistently <laughs> the one that people were like, oh man, when I was 17. And then they'd tell me a whole story <laughs> that this, tri- this triggered the memory of. That's great. So, yeah. No, it's gorgeous. And these are all available at PacificNorthwestPerfume.com. Correct. We have 15 milliliter full-size bottles, and we also offer sample packs for $25 a piece. You get 2.5 milliliters of um, any of the four fragrances from that collection. So we have a flagship sample pack, and it's all four, 2.5 milliliters of each mm-hmm. fragrance. And then we have a midwinter sample pack. Um, and I will say the only... Searching the Solstice is the only cologne we have in our collection right now. Everything else, the the only difference between cologne, perfume, parfum, eau de parfum, the only difference is mm-hmm. concentration. Okay, see, I didn't know that. 
almost nobody does because we we live in a in a marketplace right. where cologne is for men. Yeah. And so you see cologne, you think oh male fragrance, mm-hmm. but actually cologne is fifteen percent total fragrance concentrate to to dilutant. Okay. Uh, eau de parfum. Um, well, parfum is the strongest at twenty five to thirty five percent. Okay. Almost everything in our collection is a parfum, with the exception of Searching the Solstice, which is a cologne at 15%. All right. So. Now I had I know the difference. Yeah. I had no, Again, <laughs> I thought, you know, like everybody else, cologne for men. Exactly. Perfume oh, for women. Oh, I was women. blown away when I learned that. I was like, what, what the fuck do you mean? It's just marketing. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, no, cologne is just a percentage. And that's why it's cheaper, oh. too. And so if you look at, um, you know, I'll choose like... Ew, I don't want to choose that one. Um, I'm trying to think of a well-known fragrance that I don't hate. So say um, Terry Mugler Angel okay. comes in like the star-shaped bottle, was one of the first, if not the first, really big synthetic gourmand on the market. Completely changed the perfume industry. Anyway, Angel. If you have an Angel Cologne, it's going to be significantly cheaper because it's only 15%. Okay. And then the Angel Parfum is the most expensive because you have the most fragrance concentrate in the bottle. And it can be a difference of $100 or more. Wow. And so a lot of people will choose colognes based on that price difference. Okay. Um, With the stronger concentration, does it last longer? Is that it? or Typically, is... yes. Yeah. And it's stronger. You just have to use less of it. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll hear things about like silage monsters. Um, which silage or sillage is the term for how far your fragrance moves away from your body. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So throw, how far do you throw your fragrance? Sure. And so you'll get these absolute monsters like Versace Eros, uh, is a very famous absolute monster silage where you, you put on three sprays and everyone can smell you from 10 feet away. Yeah. It's intense. And it's a beautiful fragrance. But you could make people mad. Yeah. It's not very nice to wear to, say, the neurology clinic yeah. or to confined indoor spaces. Confessional. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The father doesn't want to hear your sins <laughs> and smell your Aramis. Exactly. And they also have an extra strong version of Eros. And I'm like, how? who, who oh, no. is out there wearing this? Wow. Um, and so if you're an eight spray kind of person, because some people really like to hit all of the pulse points, okay. uh, maybe go for a cologne, um, because otherwise you might kill a coworker, <laughs> you know? And so like, I tend to have a maximum of either three sprays or if it's a roll on or an oil, I'll put it behind my ears and then in the crooks of my elbows. And that's my limit. Um, I don't want my fragrance to be more than six feet away from me. <laughs> That's Perfect. about my maximum. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, that if people get within your six-foot bubble, they know they've invaded your space exactly. and you need to back they off. Exactly. They can smell me, so yeah. you need to back up three feet. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's... And it honestly, it's only a cologne because my hand slipped and I put too much dilutant in there. And I went, <laughs> oh, God damn it. And then I tested it and I was like, this actually works really well as a cologne. Perfect. So for now, Happy accident. it's a cologne. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kit. Yes. Everywhere. Uh, we've got um, Instagram and TikTok and now. And TikTok now. At Pacific Northwest Perfume yes. or PacificNorthwestPerfume.com. Yes. And we're also on Etsy. Please don't buy us on Etsy. It's just more expensive for you. It's, it really is. Just buy on the website. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Still smells so amazing in here. It does. Mm. So, Dave. Yeah. 
I saw a post on Reddit today. <laughs> I love that you're still on Reddit. I I like like I said when you made fun of me for this last week. <laughs> I like Reddit because I can curate what I'm seeing. Perfect. I can curate my front page, and I don't have to rely on an algorithm that resets once a year <laughs> to figure out what I like and what I want to see. Perfect. So. I saw a post on Reddit, uh-huh. on Ask Reddit, and it said something to the effect of, the last thing you Googled is now hunting you down. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go check my Google history. Mm-hmm. Last thing I Googled was Madame Morrible. Which I did not recognize. And so now, technically, Madame Morrible is also hunting me down <laughs> because I had to Google it. <laughs> Beautiful trans actor Alexandra Billings. I follow her on TikTok. We're mutuals. It's wonderful. Um, made history by being the first trans actor to play Madame Morrible on Broadway. Well, there you go. Last year, or in 2020. Go, Alexandra. Yeah. So, um, But she had mentioned something in one of her TikToks about something to do with her costume. And I was like, I don't know what Madame Morrible's costume looks like. So I went and looked it up. So Madame Morrible from Wicked is now hunting me down. And there are probably worse fates. Thank you, Um, Alexandra. Mine... Before I sent you Madame Morrible, what was yours? <laughs> this is extremely not safe for work. Mom, I'm sorry. I do have a good reason for having Googled this. Uh, Willem Dafoe's penis is hunting me down. Which, again, I think there are again, worse fates. Uh, right, uh, right. I haven't seen his. I've seen a few. It's pretty big. So the reason I looked Wait, it up... Wait, how do you know this? Okay, well, see, okay, that's why I was Googling it. So Willem Dafoe's penis has come up twice in a week now in conversations. One was on Reddit, <laughs> cesspool, <laughs> and one was with my partner. Okay. And it came out of my partner's mouth in the form of, did you know that Willem Dafoe has a really big penis? Wait and I was minute. like, what do you mean really big? Um... And it was just kind of a one-off conversation. I didn't really think much of it. And then the next day, Willem Dafoe's penis came up again. Wait a minute. Who brought it up this time? On Reddit. A Redditor. So the first time it was Chase, (laughs) then it was a Redditor. So I Googled today Willem Dafoe's penis. Holy. I know. That's a leg. I know. It's it's large. I know. I mean. I don't know what show that's from. It kind of looks like Bug, maybe, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. They're both the gif that I watched a gif, um, <laughs> and they're both naked and it, uh-huh. it looks kind of like bug to me, the play when okay. they like lose their minds and think they're covered in bugs and take off all their clothes. I'm not sure. Um, but it is, uh, quite large. Oh, that well done. So- I know, like, good for him, right? (laughs) It's it's so beautiful. I stand at attention to you, sir. Um, So Willem Dafoe's penis is hunting me down. Okay. Uh, Worst fates, for sure. (laughs) Alexandra Billings' Madame Morrible is hunting me down. Very different results. Very different results, yes. Um, Yeah. So, yep, that was that was it. That was the whole that's the whole story. That's the bit. That's the bit. Speaking of bits, um, I had a a really interesting, completely unrelated moment with my Gen Z partner recently. So I'm a later millennial and Mm -hmm. he's an earlier Gen Zer. Oh, gosh. Almost a Gen Alpha. Yeah. Like most of the time we speak the same language (laughs) because I was born in 92 and he was born in 96. And so most of the time we speak the same language. 
every once in a while, he says something that I'm like, what the fuck just came out of your mouth? What? <laughs> what? Is that a foreign language? Like, what are you, what? So I was looking for my bag. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. I have too many bags. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. I have too many bags and too many Doc Martens and too many hats. <laughs> anyway. So I was looking for my Botsmaru bag because I had traded it out for my usual work bag. And so I'm looking around and I'm going, Chase, have you seen my Botsmaru bag? And he goes, what's a Botsmaru? And I was like, you know, it's the little black bird with like big white eyes. And he's like, oh, it's over here. And I grabbed it. And it's the bag I brought with me today. So I'm going oh. to show Dave. Uh-huh. So this is Botsmaru. Okay. Botsmaru is one of Hello Kitty's best friends. Got it. Botsmaru, I've seen him before. Right. Like he's from the Sanrio universe. He was very okay. popular in the 90s. He's like I really the, thought he was an angry bird. That's exactly what Chase said. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> See, so then I'm sitting here going, oh my God, do people think I'm walking around with an angry bird angry bag? Bird bag. bag? <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with, I guess. No. But like, that's not what it is. <laughs> that's not where my interests lie. It's Botsmaru. <laughs> Chase, I feel you. So I now got you. I'm having a crisis because I found this bag in my old childhood bedroom and I was like, oh, Botsmaru, like awesome, vintage mm-hmm. 90s, cool factor. Yeah. But everybody thinks it's an angry bird now. <laughs> I need like a pin that says not an angry bird. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You need one. Or I could just cover it in like other Sanrio characters, right? I guess. Maybe. Or just but a big. If you could find like a six long inch pin that's just said Botsmaru in Botsmaru. big letters, or like a pin of Bots and Hello Kitty holding hands <laughs> there or you something. Go. <laughs> um, I, I did. When you walked in today, I thought you had a, a an it. Angry Birds bag. Fuck. Yeah. Now taking suggestions <laughs> on how to disguise my Botsmaru. <laughs> how to keep people from thinking. It's a Angry Birds God bag. Shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I gotta figure that out now. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a Gen Z, but that's exactly what it looked like to me. Oh, I genuinely thought the logo from Journey Church, the like circle inside of the fire. I thought that was from World of Warcraft <laughs> for fucking years. I didn't even figure it out until like last year. I You're realized like, why are all these trucks riding around? That's ben exactly with this logo. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, there's a lot of World of Warcraft players in and Central Oregon. And they all Oregon. drive like pickup trucks yeah. and stuff. Weird. I'm like Subarus. <laughs> um, no, that's the logo for Journey Church. Yeah, like our local, one of our local congregations yeah, here. Yeah, I totally thought it was like the logo for the Horde. <laughs> that's great. So. Uh, my um, My grandkids are playing Fortnite now. This is like a thing. It's a real thing in the world. It's and, a real thing. It is. <laughs> and, and I thought this was just like I thought I had like missed war- like Fortnite. You know, we mm. went we went from Call of Duty with my youngest son mm-hmm. to having no video games around for several years. You know, yeah. it's like no new things. Yeah. that kids were interested in, and now all of a sudden we've got Fortnite. Interesting. I was asked if Papa had a Fortnite account. <laughs> no. That's really cute. Did they were they into Minecraft at all? Um, no, none of them have been. But huh. like the eight year old and the seven year old now play Fortnite together. Wow. On the, on their Switch. I Nintendo love my Switch. Switch. Oh, I love my Switch. I need to get one. That was such a good purchase. I, I have had... not for a second regretted that purchase. <laughs> not at any point. So. Um, 
eight-year-old granddaughter and I played uh, some of the classic Super Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. They had the SNES bundle. Yeah. Um, and she was like, Papa, do you want to play tennis? I'm like, yeah, but I'll bet you you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so she puts on the SNES tennis, which is just pixels bouncing bigger pixels around a screen. It's awful. Yeah. And we're so and, is that the one with like the bars? No, no, it actually has two players on each side. Oh, okay. So you're doing doubles and you're playing against the computer doubles. Gotcha. A, granddaughter doesn't know how doubles work. <laughs> when you say got it, she still runs and like <laughs> just smashes <laughs> the ball. It. It's fine. Um, but we played for about five minutes and she looks at me and she's like, Papa, this game is dumb. <laughs> Did anybody really play this? <laughs> You're like, you're right. It is dumb. We'll move on to Mario. That's how I feel about Zelda, but that's just because I'm bad at it. Oh, now see, after the N64, the Zeldas got really good. So yeah. I was okay with like uh, Ocarina of Time. Yes. And what was the other one? Anyway. I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Zelda and the... It won like an EGOT. <laughs> yeah, very famous game. Yeah. Um yeah, I I never got into The Legend of Zelda like at all until much like many people until Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um and I hunted down a switch light in the middle of the switch shortage. Oh. Uh, and again, have not regretted it for a second. I had alerts set up on my phone for like when one went up for sale somewhere. And then I did the same thing to find a, a normal switch for Chase. Okay. Um, because I'm blind as a bat and I can't really see our TV from the couch. So it's nice to have the monitor in your, in your exactly. hand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't have to wear my glasses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get into The Legend of Zelda until Breath of the Wild, and then I finished it, and I have the SNES like emulator, and I went back and tried to play that Zelda. Oh, it's hard. It, it is hard. It's really hard. It's hard, and you really have to get, because the action isn't very action-y. No. So you just really have to be into the story. Yeah, and the timing, it, when you're like in yeah. a fight, the yeah. timing has to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, it's real difficult. It's tough. It's tough. Those first, <laughs> those first Zelda games are kind of hard to get through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't enjoy them as much as. Uh, like I said, I got started with the N sixty four. Yeah. Zeldas. And that's. I loved. My uncle had an N sixty four. I didn't have one, but um, every time I went to see him, we would play Mario Kart. Yes. And I was always Peach, mm -hmm. and he was always Wario, <laughs> and I only ever beat him once. <laughs> and I didn't get into Mario Kart until. GameCube, oh, okay, came along, mm -hmm. and then we I started playing uh, that, and then on the Wii, of course, you know. But yeah, I never used the steering. Did you ever use the steering wheel thing on the Wii? I never had a Wii. Oh, okay, my ex boyfriend had a Wii. I, I hated the steer, I steering it. wheel attachment. Like yeah. I, it seems like I couldn't drive with that thing, so I just threw it yeah. off to the side and just used the controller. Yeah, that's. But yes, little little nostalgic trip. To, uh, we have an SNES and a Nintendo. Uh, just a standard Nintendo, like the mini consoles uh -huh. with the hundred games at our house, and we never play them for some reason. Yeah, I feel like I have to. I find that I need to be in a really particular mood for a classic game. Mm -hmm. um, I did play the Spyro Reignited trilogy, the remix of the original three Spyros. Okay, super fun, really well made. Nice, very much captures the spirit of the original. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't feel like they were like, oh, we could do so much better. They they just remade the game. Wow. <laughs> Um, They've done that with Mist. 
Like, remember the old Mist yes. game? Yes. They've done it for the Oculus. Yeah, I haven't downloaded it yet. Fuck. But yeah, you can now play Mist on your Oculus. <sighs> does it work with any other VR headsets? I don't know. It might. Chase does not, and I fully respect this decision. Chase does not want any Facebook-owned technology I, in the house. I fully respect that as well. <laughs> yeah, he said that. I was like, no, I feel you. Mm -hmm. But we are looking into a VR headset. We'd like to get one. Yeah. Um, but putting the kibosh on Oculus uh, makes the remaining options really small. Mm, it does, yeah. <laughs> so. they, they've kind of cornered the market on at least the, the big name yeah. games and everything. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's interesting. I'll look into that. Um, we're looking at the other one, the Vive, that I, or maybe it's Vive. I don't actually know how they I, say it. No, I don't. Either. But I guess it's compatible with Steam mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, it just means I need to, my computer is in my perfume office. So, I would need to like cordon off you a need VR space. corner. You need or something. space for like, sure. <laughs> I have whacked like my hand on things like Ugh. that I thought were way out of the way. Yeah. And somehow, nope. Somehow, all of a sudden, you're next to the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So, Kit, thank you so much for another wonderful episode. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'm, I hope our listeners enjoyed getting a twofer in one day. Yeah, absolutely. Both of them will be published on, what is today? The 28th? It's 29th. So, look for these episodes appearing on the 29th of December. Perfect. And if you didn't, that means I fell asleep. <laughs> Can't blame you. This is my co-host Kit. They use they them pronouns. You can find them at PacificNorthwestPerfume.com and on Twitter and Instagram. Not no Twitter. Twitter. On on TikTok and Instagram at Pacific Northwest Perfume yes. as well. And this is my co-host Dave, who uses they them pronouns as well. And you can find them at at I am Dave Felton. Pretty much anywhere. Pretty much anywhere. Thank you to Patrick the Hurricane Pearsall for the our hurricane. lovely theme music. You can find him under the Hurricane on Spotify. Nice.